1: to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection, I am Rico Shields, and just to my left here, somewhere in the frozen north, Jane Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jane?
2: I'm cold, dude.
1: Yeah, it's like really cold I'm- up there. You're below zero Freaky even in Fahrenheit. Cold. That's that. That takes work.
2: Yeah, it's 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 pretty stupid weather right now. I'm and we shouldn't complain because we've had, like, you know, a lot of above-zero days. But right now, my thermostat, thermostat for outside is showing minus 18.
1: Yeah, that's so, cold. That's it, really, as in cold. Yeah, cold. it is, a
2: little bit.
1: Yeah. What is that in yeah, Fahrenheit? Yeah, a little bit. To, well, yeah, it's zero Fahrenheit, more or less, right now. But you'll be negative 13 tonight Fahrenheit, which yeah. is really really cold, (laughs) but um, sorry about that, we probably took it, it was almost 80 degrees here today and I'm sure that Ron's enjoying some warmth where he is, but uh, we'll, we'll find out from him here in just a minute, but you're still feeling the sea veg though.
2: I am, and here's the shocking part. So I don't know if any of our listeners have fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, arthritis, or any of those neuromuscular disorders, but um, multiple research has been done on the effects of weather and barometric pressure on these different disorders. And as a fibromyalgia patient, I can attest to the fact that cold weather, extreme temperature shifts, cold weather and extreme barometric pressure shifts cause intense pain. Um, so yesterday was a harsh day for my body. I woke up and everything hurt. And when I say everything hurts, I mean you get up and your toes hurt, your ankles, your feet, your legs, your every muscle that you have, including like your mouth. You don't want to touch anything. You don't want to eat anything because it hurts to chew. Um your eyes even, you know, like ow. Uh so that was that was yesterday, but what's remarkable about that is that I'm still in an absolutely fabulous mood. And that's um that to me is a win-win. I've upped the dosage. I understand that, you know, it took his I took it it took his mother 90 days of you know, intense see vegetation therapy in order for her symptoms of ms to recede i'm assuming that disorders like fibromyalgia chronic fatigue depression um and other neurological conditions probably do take a long time for the body to repair once it's being properly nourished so i expect it to take a while and i'm okay with that i've upped the dosage and we'll see and i'll keep you guys posted but
1: but your attitude is good
2: my attitude is fabulous i
1: and you've been in cold weather before and as i recall it was way worse than this the way you felt yeah
2: yeah yeah uh, no i um i i'm used to crying through the winter i mean and i've I'll, I'll put it out there now i've hidden a lot of my suffering from from the public and from even friends but for my daughter who has to live with me and um my other half my love who has been through hell and back with me um my my ex-husband would probably attest to the fact that you know he seen me he didn't believe i was in pain all the time and i wasn't even diagnosed properly until like two years ago so you know poor ex-husband had no idea why his wife was suffering all the time um and other people who i've i've shared my life with my roommate when I was in Toronto my little Chinese angel my little Asian angel who now lives in the States um, who saw me through some of the worst times of my life people have lived with me they know how bad it gets um, and I
1: and by this comparison is this winter, is not bad
2: no this is the first winter where I actually I feel hope I feel hope because I feel as optimistic in the dead of winter when it's a minus freaking 20 degrees outside as I do in the summer months, when I'm spending as much time as I possibly can in the in the sun.
1: And I so, haven't worked for, with you through two winters. I know that you're almost in the past. You were almost a different person in the winter than the summer.
2: But, I am, but this I, is summer,
1: Jane. This is yeah, happy because, summer, Jane.
2: Well,
1: I mean, you're a little I mean, sore, but
2: when you're, you know, people, anybody who has one of these disorders knows when you are. And this applies to those who suffer from depression too, those who suffer from sad, um, which is seasonal, ah, what is it? Seasonal something depression? Um,
1: seasonal affective disorder.
2: Yeah, there we go. Seasonal affective disorder. I, you know, all of these diseases, for lack of a better word, are all tied together. Um, and, and they've all you know, kind of lump them into the same family. And and that's probably because they all have the same symptoms. A lot of them have the same symptoms and the same triggers. And one of the triggers is reduction in sunlight and changes in atmospheric pressure and changes in temperature. And, and you know, humidity and, and stuff like that can really cause a flare-up. Um, stress certainly does cause flare-up. I'm under no stress right now at all. <laughs>
1: I, well, but I can attest um, but, with the nerve uh, difficulties that I have that cold weather and nerves that are not properly functioning, are that's a really bad combination, really bad. You yeah,
2: uh, have a horrible combination. Yeah. And anybody who knows when you're in intense pain for extended periods of time, it, it affects your moods. It affects the way that you function. It affects your ability to have hope and to dream and aspire and and to be feel motivated it affects your relationships with people um it affects your willingness to interact with people because you know that you're moody and so you don't want to see people because you you know that you know the slightest wrong thing said at no fault of their own could possibly set you off and if you have enough pain and enough sleep deprivation caused by pain it doesn't matter if people tiptoe around you you know 24 hours a day something is inevitably going to set you off you just can't It's it's kind of part of the disease, and so for me to be on what are we on now? I can look at my calendar. I think it's day twelve. Day today's Thursday, day eleven, of being in an absolutely fabulous, optimistic mood. That is unprecedented in the winter for me.
1: Yeah. And
2: almost unprecedented in the summer. So.
1: And it's not surprising to me. It, I wish it was different, but it's not surprising to me that it might take your body a few weeks to catch up energetically with but but I feel the energetic shift in your in your beingness and, and yeah, I can live your, with a few weeks. Your
2: body being pain free, having energy, feeling optimistic and being I mean, I love people and I love life anyways, but when you're challenged with these physical disabilities and disorders that love for life can only take you so far. So for me to now look at the possibility of having the physical health to go with that love of our world, which means I'll be able to actually go out and explore it the way I used to be able to, is just, I mean, that's life-altering for me. So
1: The first winter in which you have had enough. hope, you said,
2: yeah, in I a long time. Yeah, I can stress enough. So the impact that this could possibly have on the rest of my life, and that's why this experiment, for lack of a better word, again, is so vitally important. Because and, it, and
1: we promise to works, to keep you with the true updates. You know, it's cold, yeah. cold, cold,
2: cold. It's cold, and it and, hurt and, 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 and I'm she not why it's now,
1: but I can it tell you hurt. that when it was not nearly this cold, before, Last winter, I would speak to her because last winter you were in a suburb of Montreal, Um yeah. small town right across the river from Montreal. And it wasn't as cold there because you weren't up in the mountains. And no. um, and so times when it was not nearly this cold, she was at least twice as bad as she is now as yeah, far as the, pain did... and and her attitude was, you know, forget life. And Yeah,
2: and I... I did bundle up today and actually go out to the end of the road and get the garbage can and bring it back to the house. Um so you and anybody who knows, knows I you know, yeah, there's no way in you hell. Know. Anybody who knows me knows that I abhor abhor going out in the cold.
1: You wouldn't have even made the hurt. attempt a year ago.
2: No, I've told people that for years. They're like, Why do you even when I used to work in the restaurant, people would stock the beer fridge for me because going into the beer fridge caused me pain. And those on staff who were my friends understood that I was not bullshitting them, I was not making it up. I was telling them this is how it is. I'll do something for you in exchange, but please don't make me go in that freaking fridge. Um so people know, you know, the cold is is kind of enemy number 1 for me. And
1: this is one I of those that, yeah. A hundred years looking
2: ago,
1: the British would have sent you to Egypt or something for your health.
2: Totally. And I know that we should be speaking to Ron soon because it's, you know, it's about time. Um, but the the <laughs> thing that I want to say is that I'm looking at the possibility for the first time in years and years and years of actually going out next winter and playing in the snow and enjoying that experience. So, you know, I'm like I said, I will keep you guys posted. Um, I am upping my dosage. So we'll see if that helps moderate the pain a little bit. Keeping in mind, I'm not taking any pain medications. I'm not taking any extra vitamins. Um, I'm not (coughs) taking any cold treatments or any other treatments. Right at the moment, I'm taking absolutely nothing but
1: the veg I'll just testify that that if this was last year, she probably would have been trying to get out of tonight's show uh, because... with this temperature, she would have been like, "There's no way. I'll, 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 I'll shout at someone, and you know, that doesn't deserve yeah. it." And so I'm not coming. And uh, okay. so it's it's a huge, huge sea change. Even though there's, well, no pun intended, sea change. Uh, but um, <laughs> but it is. It's a huge change and uh, a huge advancement. And I continue to have. I've I've worked myself up. I took three a day for the first week and six a day for the second week. Uh, and I'm doing nine now, not cause it's cold here, but because after a half a century on this planet, not getting the right nutrition, I figure a little extra to help me catch back up, um, uh, would be a good thing. And you'd have to take, I think it's 17 or 21 capsules to get up to the amount of seaweed that the average Japanese diet has in it. So there's no risks there. Um, and, um, so, um, and uh, sorry to hear about that Hawkeye, but we'll keep you updated on the on the sea veg, and maybe it uh, can help you too. Um, I did put the link in the uh, chat room. It's pharmacy farm a s e a pharmacy uh, dot com, like farm the sea, um, and um, because he is a sea farmer, farm a uh, and the coupon code is EC family. Uh, just run that together like we call all of you guys that listen and all of our guests, family, members of the EC family. You get the EC family coupon code. We'll get you 15% off your entire order one time. Uh, It's just a one-time coupon code. It'll only work once on your account. Uh, But uh, use that for your discount. And remember that Scott gives everyone 90 days of money-back guarantee uh, and almost never has to honor it, because within ninety days people within three days Jean knew the difference <laughs> and um, I
2: did and i I have friends and family who are taking it to you i 've given a lot of pills away over the last i
1: month. mean people um, people just see you and say, what are you doing don 't
2: they they 're doing that to me well, they do so i, I get they do they want to know what's, what 's what i 'm doing that 's making the difference um so I give them. I give them C-Veg and I give them a week's worth uh, depending on what's, you know, what their complaint is. If they're normal, healthy 20-year-old, then I'll give them, you know, a week's worth at two a day or, you know, two, two times a day. Here, take that and like, get back to me in seven days. And, um, you know, already one of the person that she's been taking it for, I think, today's day three and she's quite ecstatic with the results. So,
1: um, it's excellent I, I, stuff so far for both of us. So we'll just, we'll keep you, yeah. we'll keep you posted. So those of you that are uh, thinking that Scott sounded over the top and that now we sound over the top and that we've all joined the sea veg cult, we'll keep you updated. And we promise to report when it has days that it's not being, you know, she's having a little pain today, but I, I, yeah. I just have to say I'm not up there and I'm not in her body, but I have to say that I think it's, uh, as, as bad as it is, that it's almost minor by comparison with some of the things she's been through from cold weather. So I, I think the I, benefits I are got still showing. Today.
2: I was able to do dishes today. I was able to cook dinner today. Last winter, I couldn't move. So yeah. I don't know what you I People don't want. People had to bring food
1: you, to her on the couch.
2: Yeah. I don't know what anybody wants me to say about this. I, I know from Dr. Wall's diet that nutrition and feeding your cells at a cellular level, the right stuff, that will will provide a reduction in pain a reduction in disease you know your body will heal itself i know that because i I experimented with that and it worked um and if this can take me you know 10 steps further than that then awesome and for all those people who suffer from these disorders that our, our doctors seem to have absolutely no answer for other than here take the narcotic get high Feel better about the fact that you're never going to feel better, which is a bullshit answer. If this works, then I will I will dedicate the rest of my life to telling people that it works and to getting them to try it. That's all I want them to do is try that. If it doesn't work for them, that's fine. But if it does work, if it, one life changed is, is enough, you know, like because I know, I know what it is to Absolutely. suffer every single day. I know what it's like
1: and we may have for other we may have another medical intuitive coming to chat with us um and we can ask we can ask him too but uh a, a medical intuitive that is here in Houston has contacted me today because he said I understand you heal viruses in computers and I said well yes I do and he said well good because I heal viruses but not in computers and I need help <laughs> so I'm going tomorrow to lay hands on his computer and straighten it out and uh we're going to talk about maybe having him on the show so uh, he comes highly recommended from a friend of mine, so we'll see. She uh she had an experience not unlike Jean did with Scott, uh I mean uh Doctor Scott, uh where you called me and said what did you tell him about me? Um, uh, you know, this guy told her, her life story and her daughter's life story. So mm-hmm. you know, and just glanced at her and told her all that stuff. Pretty cool. Anyway, we're we're right. we've pushed the patient's test beyond the limits. Um uh, we have. You know, but I know that Ron will forgive us because uh Ron is we're thrilled to have Ron back again because we had a blast with Ron last time and uh it almost seemed like we were just getting to the juicy and the ninety minutes ran out. And uh <laughs> hold on.
2: So true. So true. Rick ran away. How are you, Ron? Oh, he's here. good.
3: I'm I'm doing fine. Hi. Can you hear me okay?
2: yeah I yeah. can
3: oh good good, okay um, Perfect. I was Welcome just a, well, thank you so much, both of you for having me back on now now rick you're you're not in Canada, correct you are somewhere else you are aren't you in the southwest too I'm, uh, I'm in Texas, yeah, that's what i thought I'm that's in what East i thought
1: Texas, where it's warm and toasty right now
3: Well, absolutely yeah it's um it's raining here today in Phoenix, so we had a nice little rain, so maybe that rain will head your way and uh but Jean, I have to uh agree with you it here in Phoenix, we have had one of the coldest winters it's been down in the thirties and the twenties it's just the weather has been crazy, and i 'm from Wisconsin, so when you 're talking thirteen below twenty below thirty below, I know exactly what you 're talking about. It is cold and Yes, it it is very hard for people who suffer with any type of uh ailments. Um, it it's real hard. But I compliment you for what you're doing with your health. You sound wonderful and uh I, I noticed I noticed that you were sick a few weeks ago with a cold or something, was that correct? And yeah,
2: actually we discovered that it was mold on the lungs.
3: Oh, okay. Right. Caused
2: uh-huh. caused from being exposed to uh mold and um, but i I' better and that
1: went back into the exposure zone and got sick immediately,
3: oh my goodness, and yeah,
1: and got back out of the exposure zone and was better the next day, so we know for sure,
3: well, yeah, I too made a transition because I was working uh part time in a hardware store, and uh, I was sick all the time, and of course, having the cancer, the lymphoma before, and my lungs are not the best, I had to get out of that environment. As well, so now I'm I'm just working my business and dropped that little. As much as I enjoyed it, it was the it, it was the I don't know the chemicals or whatever that's in there was causing me quite a bit of problems. So I too had to make a a change uh, in my environment that way as well.
2: And, and there's nothing worse than not being able to breathe. Like, I mean, it was just. It was just silly to
3: the point where, you know,
2: anytime I tried to speak, especially saying the word H, anytime I tried to say hello or how are you, I would cough and cough and cough and cough. And And it just, it it was so annoying. Absolutely. You know, it was just frustrating. Frustrating because I had no energy. Couldn't do anything.
3: Absolutely. I know when I had the cancer, my lungs, my lungs were totally full and I could not walk. Ten feet without being out of breath, or there were there were times I just could not breathe, and it, and you panic when you can't breathe. It it puts you into horrible panic. But uh, yeah. But uh, thank God we're we're getting better, right? I think we're Absolutely. all. Absolutely. And without all the pharmaceuticals and medicine and everything like that, which which really uh, keep people actually in a state of never getting well, I feel so.
2: I, I agree, Ron. Because I, I treated myself for three weeks with with over the counter medications. Um, when I realized after three weeks of being sick, I think I was in week four four that I finally said, okay, enough's enough. Um, I spoke to some some naturopaths because thanks to the show, I have I have access to a vast amount, you know, of holistic healers that I can access at any any one time, um, and. With their advice, I put together a little holistic healing kit and set to work with natural remedies. And saw a difference within three days. Day four is when the sea veg arrived, and that just amped up my healing to a, like a pace that I I wouldn't have expected. Um, I understand from speaking to somebody else who had mold on her lungs that it actually took her three months to heal it, and that was with intense treatment. I only treated myself intensely for about four or five days plus supplemented with the C-Vetch and um, I'm, I'm still a little tight in the chest, but overall I'm feeling. But it was freaking amazing. That
1: it was like the day practically that you said, I'm sick of this. I'm going to find some natural remedies that are going to make this better. And it was like that day or the next day that Scott was on the show.
3: Yes. Well, that's amazing. You know, it's, it's funny how things happen that way and how you know we we get answers for things that we're really looking for and and you know a lot of it has to do with our our belief system what we believe and um to tie into what I work with with the with the not hurting yourself and to love yourself it it all ties in you know we we do so many things that we're not aware of to actually hurt ourselves and uh and uh it was only when i realized that that wow i the things i think the things i say and the things i do are doing great damage to me and <laughs> it was just it was amazing how when you when you really become aware of that and then and then you get to the state where wow now i'm not actually I'm I'm actually becoming a better person and not a bitter person and I'm not hey, and I'm not lashing out at other people, you know? Cuz when we're hurting inside, then then because we're all connected and we're all one and I'm trying to make a transition into what we're going to be talking about, uh we we affect other people around us.
2: So it's 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 extremely true ron and that's why um that's why i'm so focused i think on health right now um and and when i say health i mean the whole holistic idea behind health and well-being and this you know the physical the spiritual the emotional all of it ties together and my reasons for that is because i've seen firsthand the impact that it has on your your loved ones your family um your friends the people that you interact with um the people who that you that you're exposed to just in in everyday day activities you know if you have to go to the grocery store and it's a bad day for you and you're hurting then it's it's a very likely that one of the people that you meet along the way the cashier or or somebody that you know cuts you off and you start swearing at them or saying something stupid your bad mood vibration carries out into the world and it can affect the rest of the day for that person and it's a, it's a domino effect and it's it's the same as it's the same as a good vibration a positive outlook and a positive mood and but we all know and you know ron that it starts it starts with you it starts at home so if there's a reason for that be it emotional or physical or whatever your reason is for being angry for being bitter for being disconnected um you have to solve that first you have to fix that first you cannot ever help anybody unless you help yourself
3: first it's great Absolutely. to love the world,
2: but you have to love yourself first.
3: Absolutely, Gene. Yep. I agree. I agree so much. And you know uh, that that is so true. And uh, and I think that um, I, I think it all. One thing that I found out, and I, as I'm sure you both have, and a lot of people have, who have been through sickness or. Or have lost everything, or been through divorce like like so many of us have, like I have, and different things that happen in our life, we can look at that as as and become just the most bitter people and just or we can look at it and embrace it as like you can with the cancer or whatever, like this is an opportunity for me to grow. this is an opportunity for me to. Uh, to to Im- embrace this, uh, some people talk about loneliness. They're alone. They're you know, aloneness actually is an excellent opportunity for us to to grow spiritually and to connect with our divine source uh, because we have no other distractions at that at that point in your life when you have something that happens when you're sick or you lose everything or you're alone for some reason, at that point in your life, you have nothing else to distract you from connecting to your source. That is the greatest opportunity. And, and you know, it's hard for people to understand that and embrace it because so many people look outside themselves for something else, something else, or someone else to satisfy their emotional and physical needs. Now, that could be food, that could be medication. That could be that could be money. That could be entertainment. Alcohol. That could be alcohol. That could be anything. And they look outside themselves for something else that's going to make them feel better. Or they look outside themselves for someone to do that for them. And then and then oh, when, aren't you going to come over today, Jean? Aren't aren't you going to talk to Mary Rick? Aren't you going? Look, I, I you know I need you guys. I you know aren't you going to be there for me and, and then before long it it's not fair it's not fair to that person but also it's not it's it's when you it allows that those other people to actually begin to control you and when you look outside yourself for someone else to meet your emotional and physical needs you set yourself up you set yourself up to be enslaved or become a slave to that person or that thing. And therefore, at that point, you are no longer the master. That thing becomes the master over you, or that person becomes the master over you. And that's actually why we have governments, because everybody looks outside themselves, or or massive amounts of religions, different this religion, that religion, and people set themselves up as controllers over a person's life. Oh, they can't do it, so... I'll control them. So we really need to get back to learn how to look within, like you say, Gene. Look within how how we personally can can uh, uh, begin to fix our problems. And and sure, we may have to go to a doctor, but or sure we may have to go to someone for for some suggestions or some guidance. That's that's great. That's what that's what that's provided there for us. But, who ultimately is the healer? who ultimately is the healer we're the healer Ourselves. We're, we're the one that does the healing. Nobody can do the healing for you. They can provide you Absolutely. with them yeah so so and let's that, not
2: forget that that people who are brought into our lives um like Scott with the sea veg in just the right time, you know we have to remember that that also is in answer to that deep desire within ourselves to heal. So I mean we can't we can't forget that sometimes the external assistance that we you know that comes to us in our time of need is in answer to our internal desire.
3: It's a gift.
2: Of
3: that's course. that's that's part of the gifts that we give to one another.
1: Absolutely, and and in fact, it was uh, uh, in our case because Scott heard about the physical ailments that I have and that Gene has, and he said, "I'm sending y'all some sea veg." And uh, I have since turned around and ordered more uh, because I'm passing it out like Tic Tacs to people. (laughs) Yeah, I have to Uh, order more too.
2: I'm running out. But uh, giving it away.
1: But even the, even then, he was like, you know, he called me, and he was really. You have a goddaughter that you're homeschooling, and you gave her the Jonah. Are you gonna give her some more? And I said, well, yeah. I thought I didn't know about the adult or the. I was gonna ask you. Should I do the calcium because she's a girl? Should I? He, the, the Jonah's fine. I'll put three bottles in your box. Wow. So he <laughs> sent he sent three bottles to her. I gave him I gave them to her. She's all sea up
3: you veg out? No. See, yeah.
2: That's, that's, yeah. Just one, that's just one example of a human being who's following their passion. Now, his passion, because he's had firsthand experience with how how much this stuff, what kind of effect this stuff can have on your, your well-being, he's, he's watched it heal his mother's MS and put her into remission for 20 years. So he's taken that passion and he's brought it out to the world. And, Ron, you mentioned governments and religious leaders and religious organizations. And I cannot stress enough that when people like Scott follow their passion, the things that we need are naturally provided for us by each other, by our fellow man. And I
3: Absolutely.
2: strongly believe that a time will come when we no longer need and it's not far away you know, when when you think in terms of the long-term evolution of mankind and and where we've come from and where we're going, I believe that the time is not far away when we will no longer need those government leaders and those religious leaders to define for us the parameters of you know what our social interactions should should look like, what our lives should look like, and Absolutely. because we'll do.
3: Uh, exactly. I mean, that is a direction that we must go, and we we have to because because uh, I have a a new brochure that that I put out, and people are downloading on the internet quite a bit. It's called "Who Am I and Why Am I Here?" and "Who Were You Born to Be?" Who was I born to be? I don't know if you've seen that, but 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 it's it's. The fact that I believe, and this is, and I have my friends in the Philippines; they they have come to believe this too. The ones we're working with, and I'll give you an update on them. But I believe that without love, because I believe love is eternal. I believe our world, our universe, was made through love. I, I'm a firm believer in that. I I do I do believe in creation, and I do believe that that love is a frequency and we're here because of it. But uh, without love, I believe that existence is just not possible at all. Um, And then people go, well, how about in the world today? You know, there's, there's, uh, there's people who love and there's, there's people that don't. Well, I believe that if nobody loved at all, if love didn't exist in the whole world, that we would not be here but because enough of us do care and do show compassion and do love I think that's that's why we're here now to I I believe that to fix fix the world you can't try to patch up uh like a broken piece of pottery you can't take that piece of pottery and glue it back together and try to fix 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 things I think that the best thing would be to to have we we're, we're going to have to create this new model or this new this whole new concept of of uh, that love replaces fear, love replaces money, love replaces government and and it's all has to do with self. Like self-government, self-peace, self uh Letting go, everything, everything I think would. But the thing is, is that's where the love education comes in. Uh, you know, I think that, that this is, I think that we, it would be great to have love education centers throughout the whole world to do this. But that's just my idea. I'm sure it would. it, it would take a lot of effort. But, and when i 'm talking love education, I don't mean that a person goes to school, but a person learns how to find out who they were meant to be because unless we get back to find out who we were actually meant to be before we were taken and shaped and molded by the system and taught that you got to get an education you got to go to work you got to go out and and pile up a bunch of debt so that you can keep the money machine going but I believe that um, I believe that uh, uh, it, we have to get back to discover who we really are, and I think, and that's all part of the spiritual journey. And so that kind of recaps some of the stuff I was talking about last time when I was on too. So,
1: yeah, oh, absolutely, and it, it it's this when we talk about following your passion, following what it is that. That sets you on fire. That's what we're talking about: is moving towards that who you were meant to be, who you were planned to be, because it's that that passion that you feel that that's that vibration, that love vibration of from source. I mean, as you said, it. I agree with you. I believe that love is the underlying vibration of everything, and that without it, it would all just go poof. Uh, and and exactly. and so that's. The what we mean by following that guiding principle. And you say, well, then, but 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 I don't know how to make it come together. But, but that's how, and that's the structure, that's the fuel, that's the engine, that's the everything. And so if you just go that way, um, whatever is needed for that to blossom will just be there. Whether Absolutely. Be- yeah,
2: because we really can't stress enough that that, that beautiful old golden saying, um, and I wish to goodness that it was taught in schools as the golden rule. It's not. Something else is taught in schools as the golden rule, but alongside of our golden rule, do unto others as, as you would have them do unto the you, um, they really should have printed, O oh, and P.S., ask, and ye shall receive. Because it's 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 truth it's a universal fact that that's the way that it runs so if all you have to do is ask just ask just say okay you know my heart is yearning for something more it's yearning to explore the true essence of who i am help me do that just ask for that and then keep your eyes on your heart and your mind open and and that stuff is going to come to you and there's your path. There's your there's your guidance. There's your your map, of if you will, of your future. Um, just ask, and help's on its way and, before you even get the phrase out of your mouth.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you, it 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 can be silly sometimes, even the coincidences. You know, you'll see. Oh,
3: absolutely. You'll see
1: you'll see five different times when you get on Facebook that day, somebody saying Ron Lewis is going to be on tonight. And, you know, five different of your friends at different times of the day. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to see this anymore. Well, but it only happened that one day. It's not like you had to deal with it a long time. And it's just saying, tune in, maybe, you know. And because it's been that way for us with our guests so often that it is. Oh, yeah. If we wrote it it down about the timing of the guests arriving and how it meshes or – Uh, Like gears meshing together with what's going on in our life at that moment, it, it, people would, I, I, I'm not sure if people believe it, Jane. What do you, uh,
2: they wouldn't, they wouldn't. I'd have to write it as yet another fiction book.
3: I think people, they, they tend to think, you know, um, most people think, well, that's utopia or that's just too good to be true. This is a real world where people are shooting each other and doing that and everything, like, and, you know, on and on and on, but, but the thing is, is that still doesn't, that still doesn't, uh, change the fact that this is the only solution possible, and, and, you know, people talk about, well, you've got to have good, and you got to have evil, and you got to have evil people to balance out the good people, and the, Evil people teach the good people things, and the good people teach the evil people things. But, but see, that has nothing to do with love at all. Because love is, to me, I always go, love equals zero. Love equals zero. And you go, what? How can love equal zero? Love equals zero loss. Love equals zero fear. Love equals zero judgment. Love equals uh in in scripture of course it talks about love and what love means and but but the uh but Paul in in scripture talked about mostly what love is not love is not jealous love is not doesn't get proud and he he goes on and on and on and explains all the things that love is not to me that's like love equals 0 love is the neutral ground where where Love to me is a neutral ground. The lack of love is evil the The abundance of love is good so so good is a result of love. evil is a result of lack of love but but to me, it has really nothing to do with with
1: with, with evil
3: with love itself it it's love is love is love, yeah, you know
1: it doesn't. I, have all of that attached of you know? Oh well, I'm sorry you did you know you cut somebody off in traffic yesterday, so no love for you today.
3: Exactly, <laughs> exactly, Rick. That Rick. That's a good example. I mean, the thing is, and 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 we have to understand that 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 it's it's not about you did this to me, you did that to me. It's not about you're right, you're wrong. I mean, the Tao talks about to to. To argue about what's true and what's not is a sickness of the mind. It's a sickness of the mind to argue about, oh, no, you're right, I'm wrong. The thing is, is, is love never worries about all that. Love doesn't take sides. Uh, you know, um, there's, there's, a, there's a scripture that says you can't serve two masters. You either love one and hate the other. Well, that's applied to, to money and God and different things. But but I did some research on it and I don't know if you've ever read any books by Osho. Um uh, uh he oh yes. I love
2: Osho Right,
3: right. Osho <laughs> Osho has a book and I've been reading really? it and well he has several books, but he has one called The Mustard Seed, where he goes through the gospel of Thomas, which is the teachings of Jesus, but it's a it's a it's a gospel that's not in the the Bible canon, the normal Bible canon. But it's oh,
1: the Council of Nicaea didn't approve
3: it. Oh. They did not. Yeah, they <laughs> did. <laughs> they didn't approve it. Oh. So, so, so what? The, they found the Gospel of Thomas not in the Dead Sea Scrolls, but in some Egyptian uh, scrolls in Egypt. And the Gospel of Thomas is very very good. Well, in that Gospel of Thomas. Uh, Jesus is quoted as saying that you can't ride two horses and uh, you can't – an archer can't pull back two bows at the same time because he would need – he needs one hand on the bow and one hand on the arrow. It can't be done. And Osho looks at it this way. Osho looks at it this way, and I thought it was very interesting. It's normally applied to serving God or serving money in, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But in, in Thomas, it kind of has a different twist. Well, he says that it means that, that one meaning of it, not that it's the only meaning, because it can be interpreted, and, and it should be interpreted different ways. We, we should be open to all kinds of different interpretations and not argue over them. We should There's so much meaning in all, in one teaching can have several meanings. But anyway, he says that it means this, that we should not choose sides at all. We shouldn't choose one side or the other, because when you do, you set yourself up as an enemy to one and a slave to the other. So one will be master over you, and one will be enemy over you, and you will be a slave to one, and you will be hated and pursued by the other.
1: And neither of those sounds like a really good option to me.
3: And neither one is a good option. So serving two masters is not a good option. So, my thing is this if you, if you don't serve one side or the other, but you, but you love, now that's divine. Now that's centered. Now that's something that comes right from our source, that comes right, right from because God. My,
2: my immediate reaction is my immediate reaction to what you're saying is to take a step further and to recognize that both masters come from the same source. And therefore, well, most, both masters are equal and can be loved equally.
3: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you can you can love uh, love your enemies. That's that's a, that's a, that's a, 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 a teaching. Love your enemies, love your friends, love your enemies. Do both, but don't take sides. And who becomes the master when you do not take sides? Who who is no longer a slave but becomes the master? You're the ma- you are your master. And I don't mean it in the way that you're a master over other people or no, I'm the master, you do it. I don't mean that. You become the master of yourself. You no longer hurt yourself. You no longer uh you no longer look outside yourself for someone else to feel uh to to satisfy your emotional or physical needs. You are the master. You see you understand, and that's all done by love. So that's all part of the love education.
1: Absolutely. Gene's coming and going a little bit. The satellite, oh, dish. That's
3: okay.
1: satellite dish on the roof is probably cold and shivering. Uh, <laughs> Hard to keep again. alignment when you're shivering. But. Right. Um,
3: but what do you? How? How? That's that's something that I've been working on lately, and and of course I'm no. I'm no guru on this, or I'm no. I'm just well, a student. You just can't a stu- have, Well, that's you a, can't okay. We don't masters. believe
2: in gurus, anyways, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't like gurus. That's
3: you, you know, boey words. We, we very right, seldom have. We
2: have. We we never have self-proclaimed gurus on the show, for just that reason. We we believe that um, we're all students. I mean, we
3: students.
2: And we are. And I, this all is of just, us, of Jane has, just,
1: a, uh, Jean has a. has a spiritual influence in her life. That she considers to be a great thing, but if she called him guru, <laughs> he would jump out of the telephone and slap her across the face. I think. Right, I know. Right. Well, am I right?
2: He really would. Which yeah. is why he is my sensei. Um, now, if we go back to the original meaning of the word guru, I have all respect for our original gurus because the original meaning is, of course, a very, um, a very significant one. But unfortunately that, like many other words in, you know, in today's what world, word? have been misused and abused and misconstrued. Um Absolutely and not. now mm-hmm. for some reason guru seems to me to mean some dude sitting on a pedestal or a cushion on a pedestal telling the rest of the world how they ought to find yeah. their you know and that's
3: inner absolu- God. Yeah. that's absolutely what what i you know i i don't ever want to be you know I, a true I'll,
1: a true guru would never a true guru would 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 never say any of those things that we attach with it, but that's been the satirical yep. view brought forward by media and entertainment
3: is oh you right know, absolutely yeah so so getting back to this point uh these are my latest studies on on us being the master, not choosing sides. And, right, because there's and, only
1: one side to choose, and that's your side.
3: The right. side
1: that's inside your heart, uh, Christ said it, you know, the Holy Spirit, I'm in your heart, look in there. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is within you.
3: Absolutely. It, absolutely.
1: It, 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 if you look at these masters through time, and, and, and I'm not saying that you need to just take everything, and if it doesn't appear in all of the texts, then it's not valid. I'm not saying that, but but something that is consistent, really, throughout almost all Master's teachings is that it's in including there,
2: including the indigenous tribal teachings. I might add, and people yes. need to look into that as well because it's in there as well. Is, oh,
1: absolutely, that it's inside. Yep. And, absolutely, and. and
2: I cannot, for the life of me, I'm sorry, I'm going to get up on my pedestal for a minute, I cannot, for the life of me, understand how anybody could listen to the Sermon on the Mount or to read the Sermon on the Mount or to put their hands on the Bible and actually read it, understand it, and not get what Jesus was saying. He Absolutely. He couldn't have spelled it out any freaking clearer. He really and, couldn't.
1: And, and, and if we really had like a... Transcript of this man's daily life. He probably said it a hundred times a day.
3: Have you, have either of you ever read the last portion of the Urantia book? Have you ever heard of the Urantia book? I've heard of the Urantia book, but I have uh-huh. not, I have not if, read it. I've
2: never read it.
3: Okay. No. You should have, if you go to org, and you should have a guest on there because. The whole last part of the Urantia book deals with the life of Jesus. And it goes into, and the first part of the Urantia book is almost, if you read it, you would think you're reading something out of science fiction. It's just way out there. But the last part of the Urantia book, and and I'm not a promoter of it or one way or the other, but it's interesting. It was a book that was supposedly channeled back in the early 1900s near Chicago and a group of people got together and they wrote down all the the, the sort of like a, you've heard of Edward Casey sort of like an Edward yeah. Casey sort of thing and um, the Rancher book uh, the last portion of it anyway goes day by day almost time and date detail of Jesus whole life and and um it's very interesting and um you know there it talks a lot about gene what you and I talked about a little bit before about the kingdom of the heavens and what you yes. just mentioned what you just mentioned Rick about the kingdom of the heavens is within and if if you read if you read the one paper on the rancher book that deals with the kingdom of heaven it would, be, uh, it would be interesting. As a matter of fact, one thing on my brochure, I kind of quote right out of it. It says, "In it, by the way, the Urantia book is not copyrighted. It's not something that it belongs to any religious group. They never, ever formed a religion. It's just papers that people study. But it, it said, in spite of the vast religious and political divisions in today's age, there still lies within people among these a potential for spirituality for love for harmony, and to become children of the divine source. Uh, any person from any walk of life can choose to become part of one it 's kind of but that 's just a little section taken out of the Rancher book and it talks like that It talks about how we 're all one and how the the main theme of jesus' teaching was the Spiritual sonship or daughtership to our divine source, to the Father. You know that was that was his main teaching. Yeah, and, and, it was, and
1: there's so much that gets misunderstood and misconstrued for us by experts. And don't get put that put that away, Gene. I saw that.
2: I'll put my what? I'll put my mic on because yeah but i'll just, I'll be over here I, I, Do I
1: don't I no no no, it's okay, but I don't have video here There is so there is' worry example, about well, it's the soapbox. i heard her I heard her pulling it out ah. but, but <laughs> okay. it, it is it it's one of my soapbox things is this deal where the um some people in the church I'm not gonna say the church because there's no such thing it's just a group of people absolutely um, but that there have been some people that have interpreted jesus's um becoming angry at the money changers in the temple as indicating there's something wrong with money.
3: Right, right. Which
1: has left a lot of people with lack issues, and when they do have money, they want to hurry up and get rid of it because it's evil, so they give it to the church so it can get blessed and be good. Um, now, see? Soapbox, I heard it. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> what his point was, Hey, I love you guys. You know that, don't you? you and guys just, are great. I
2: just don't.
3: I believe I'm his own i I just,
1: just wait a minute. Don't
2: understand I how it point? could be. Yes. Well,
1: I I I understand how it could be because there's a lot of I people don't. that just listen to what someone tells them. They don't read the book. Absolutely, and, I agree. And, and, you and I agree. If you read the book and you really read it and you get into it, I don't see how you could misconstrue it the way as broadly as it has been. But um, but a lot of people just rely on the church leaders that tell them that's, you know, come on, man, it was all in Latin for a long time and nobody spoke that. Um, and, but the reason that he was angry at the money changers and the reason that he told them to be gone was because the idea behind the money changers was not only did you need to have a priest intercede On your behalf with God, because you were not clean enough to speak to them, and you had to pay the priests to do this, Uh, your your money was not clean enough to enter the temple. So you had to change your money for clean money at the money changer table. So it was like a whole second layer between you. And Jesus was trying to explain to everybody, you don't need a rabbi or a priest to speak to God on your behalf. You are his son, he is your father. Cut out the middleman. Sit on your father's knee and speak. Right. Your father aches for you to speak to him directly. And 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 it was that message that was being like double spat upon by these money changers.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: It, it, it it was becoming Almost like rabbis and priests were gods themselves, because you can't talk to God, you need a rabbi, because you're not clean enough. And now you can't bring your money to the rabbis, because your money's not clean enough, so therefore the rabbis must be something special. Right. And, and, and that was when he drew the line. It was bad absolutely. enough that they were going to talk to God for you, but now they're so clean that you can't even talk to them? Oh, no. You no, will well, not
3: You're right, them. Rick. You're and, absolutely right. And they were middlemen, you know. They set yeah. themselves up as middlemen and, between... And and that, with that
1: understanding, I think people can understand what was not some, you know, fit of malice, but was maybe closely called righteous indignation of, you people have got a lot of nerve. Absolutely, And this is my father's house, and he didn't, by his, his father's house, it's my father's house and your father's house, and... You know, it, everybody's father's house.
2: Well, and you, and
1: you get out not, with not your fault standing between me and my father. Get
2: out. Not to mention this, I'm sorry, but I'm going to put it as bluntly as I can because the whole
3: situation annoys me. Please do. It does me too. So please, the BS
2: about Jesus being completely passive 100% of the time because he was the Son of God and yada, yada, yada. And that's why the whole money changer thing pisses people off so much, is because they can't fathom this idea that this Son of God, this divine representation of the Almighty Father of all that is, could possibly show any kind of human emotion or, you know, have a human reaction to a situation. And what the hell else was he but a human representation of the divine?
3: It even says he in the Bible. Was
2: human. He had human emotion. That,
1: that, he had right, human uh, You're he right. God right are to be human.
3: Come you're to so be right.
1: Human. And to have that human experience, and so it's in the book, people. But but no. but we're not. Look, I'm not trying to bring everybody back to the church that's that's left. It, I, the the leaving was part of the questioning, and I believe that you should question everything, including me. I Jane, agree. The, this yep. show, question it all. If it doesn't sit with your heart I, and your inner wisdom, I, go get something else. And I will not be affected. Yeah, I
3: agree so I, much, and and you know it's uh it's so true and and but if you go in and you really really if you if you look at buddha and you look at at jesus teachings and you look at ancient teachings what jesus is saying if you really compare it alongside buddha it's 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 like uh, the the sages of old it's it's there's so there's so there it's you you can look at the the teachings in so many different ways and and just get so much out of it i want to share a book with you guys that i want you to that i want you to download or find it's it was written back in 1976 and it was written by a gentleman by the name he was a professor uh his name is albert nolan uh n-o-l-a-n albert nolan and um he wrote a book and it's called, and I've used this book in, in the book I'm writing and my brochures and things I use this book because it's got a lot of good things in it, and it's like you say, "Rick, not, not ever. You, you look at things with an open mind, but, but you, get, you get things out of it. Searching for the truth is having an open mind and getting down to uh, uh, you know, being a student of it. It was written in 1976. The name of it is Jesus before Christianity." And it's written by Albert Nolan. I you will love it. Gene, I think you will like this book. It's it's full of all kinds of surprises about things. And uh I like
2: surprises.
3: Yeah, and it talks about what what he really was trying what it's all about. And Yeah, yeah, because
1: people I think forget sometimes. There was no such thing as Christianity when Christ was here.
3: No, he,
2: he would Feist he was would,
3: not a Christian. He would not make a good Christian today. No, no.
2: Oh God, no. no. Oh my goodness. He would laugh.
1: Yes, that was laughter first I and know. then and then probably he would walking laugh away. the very
2: idea the very idea <laughs> of celebrating this death on the cross and, and having that be the mainstay of your inspiration behind your belief. In your religion and your belief for rebirth would make him laugh. He would right. laugh.
3: Yeah. Religion, religion is a fear-based it's system. People are insane. Well, it, it's, no. it is
1: in the in the energy that was on Earth in in all these recent times. Uh, fear rather had its day, and fear begets the desire for control.
3: Absolutely, and, and if,
1: so people need to understand the the biggest control freak. And and believe me, I used to. If something was crooked on my desk, I'd have a. I'd break out in hives.
3: <laughs> oh. and, and and
1: and so I understand this. But the biggest control freak is the most afraid.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because you see, if you live in a friendly universe, this whole Albert Einstein question. You really only have one question. You either live in a friendly universe or a unfriendly universe. If you live in a friendly universe, then you don't have to be scared that the boogeyman's around the corner. Look now, at. A- I'm not saying not to look both ways when you cross the road, but but you don't have to live in fear that the other shoe is going to drop every second and and but when you do, you try to reach out and control everything in your environment and right. and and those people that were horribly afraid uh often sought their comfort in some religion or some something and 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 then saw very quickly that boy, this was a control mechanism, and this is like being swaddled and defended. I'm going in there, and then there you go. So, Absolutely, yeah, yep. Jesus would that. be perturbed that a religion was started in his name, I do believe.
3: Oh, I think so. And, you know, look at what fear did with with the, the beautiful societies of the Native Americans we had in this country uh, before before it was colonized. Uh, yeah. you know, the Mayans. Yeah, we've
2: messed that one up.
3: What's that, Gene? <laughs> I said
2: we've really messed that one up.
3: Big time, big time. And, and I mean, there's whole tribes of people who are totally gone now because of that, because of fear. And you know, we just simply got to get over this. So, so love does equal zero laws. And I believe that's what, what Jesus' message was. When when he talked about what Osho mentions about serving two masters, uh, you know you can't do it. You cannot. You can't pitch yourself against each other. Love is if if you imagine a. Another thing about love is if you imagine a motor, and if you looked under a microscope, uh, a a motor in your car is full of imperfections. All the little metal pieces rubbing together. Well but you put oil in there and it can run smoothly and and love in our world today because we're all got our little things love is like that oil that soothes all those little imperfections and and i believe that if if through love that we could all sit down and if love was the focus of every project that we did, no matter like what we're doing in the Philippines, they believe what they're doing over there, that, that love has to be the central theme or nothing will work.
1: Well, and the most important thing I think that you brought up is this not doing harm to yourself.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, we talked about it's all within it's, Listen, people that are so perturbed about the violence in the Middle East, in Africa, and in the injustice over here, and the la, 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 la. Where is that going on within you? Um, and, and, and and so look in there, but most important, this not harming yourself. Absolutely,
3: um, Rick. Yep.
1: And um, then, then move into the world with your love
3: because um it, it well the splinter in your eye uh in in your in your neighbor's eye yes. and yes. the exactly. big old thing sticking in your eye.
1: The big fence post sticking out right. of your own eye, yeah. Right.
3: How much clearer can you get about loving yourself? How much clearer what does that tell you? And 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 not judging someone else, not and and learning if you don't know how to to if you don't understand how to love yourself, then then how in the hell could you ever understand how to love somebody else? You, and, there's and no let, way. Let's get
2: down let's get down to brass tacks here. Judge not lest. <laughs> ye be judged what does that mean well okay we have this perception that it means that if you judge other people that opens up a doorway for god to judge you the giant in turn.
1: chair in the this, sky will judge you this
2: is not the case people no. they are talking about something much more profound they are talking about if you are willing to judge others that also means that you stand in place of judgment for yourself, because if you could stand in a place of non-judgment for yourself, you would never, ever, ever be able to stand in a place of judgment for another human being. Just, that's what be that means.
1: You wouldn't be and, able that's what to. That means. And, 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 and another way to put this big stick in your eye thing, if you're reaching out, shaking somebody's shoulders, trying to wake them up, please stop and have a look at what's you're reaching across in your own lap to be able to get to them because that's what you're doing. You don't want to look what's in your lap. So you're shaking them. And, right,
3: absolutely.
1: and, yep. and, and so really, you know, charity begins at home. No, love begins at home.
3: Right. And I don't just look, mean
1: your family. I mean you.
3: Yeah. And when you look into somebody's eyes, you should be see, you, you see yourself. That That's how it should. That's how it should be. It's, it's because we are all one. We are one. We are one with God. We are, you know. And and people talk about the most important prayer in the Bible, and people go, well, that's the Lord's prayer, you know. And the Lord's prayer is an important prayer, but but to me, the most important prayer that that Jesus that that's in the Bible, and not that not that we're on a Jesus kick here. I, I apologize for it, but it's just a, this. This, this, particular, yeah, uh, this particular brochure talks talks about it and that's why I'm I'm sharing a lot of this as it says I any person
1: concerned about his followers, but
3: I like it. Right. Him. Come on. Oh, I am too. And I mean we've got to help each other. So it says any person of any walk of life can choose to become part of one. Uh the the great master teacher Jesus himself taught that unless we become like little children or childlike we cannot enter into the kingdom of the heavens and then it says this was jesus open invitation for us to rediscover our spiritual relationship as children of our divine source the the principle so that's what he meant by being like little children the principal purpose of jesus visit here on earth was to re, reunite us as one with our father this was made crystal clear in his final prayer and this is the most important prayer to me uh of Jesus, uh to his heavenly father before he died, and that said uh that they he was talking about the people he came to help. He said that that they all may be one and I'm talking new age here. I'm I'm talking this is what a lot of new agers believe that we're all one. Uh that they may be one as You, Father, are in me, and I in thee. We're all part of each other. We're part of our divine source, that they also may be one in us. We are one within each other, uh, if you're connected spiritually to that love frequency, that the the world may believe that you have sent me, okay, and then it says... um, and that the glory that you gave me I have given to them, and that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may be may know that you have sent me. And, you know, and he also talks about in there not being part of a material world. And like he says, I'm no part of this world. What he means is, that that we need to be spiritual people. So,
1: well, and no part of this society, quote-unquote, in, in this world. Um, it's, it's one of the tough things with words, you see. It's, we don't really understand how people lived then and what words they used for what. For example, they had a number of different words for love, and we only have the one. Exactly, that's just one example, so it's 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 very you you really need to feel into what the the message that they're that they're trying to bring you and and it is sort of it is that next step where you see everybody as you and but you have to see you as you first, and I don't mean to keep turning this back around but it it um my friend Veronica, who channels Elohim, they've been doing this now for. I don't know, 20 years. And they've certainly been doing, they've done hundreds of weekly channels. They've done thousands of personal sessions. Um, they still only have one rule. And that rule is you don't get You're to be mean to yourself. You're not allowed to be
2: mean to yourself.
1: That's right. I and like they des- it. They describe that as if you would not say it to the four-year-old child of your neighbor, you don't get to say it to yourself.
3: Right. And rule I number one. That's right. Rule number one.
2: I don't that's follow, right. I don't follow the Elohim's teachings. I don't. I, it's one of those things that I don't do as an author and a writer. Is I don't watch other channels. Um, but I, don't I do much live either. by that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do live by that particular rule, and I love her for it. Once I heard that, it's like I don't need to hear anything else she ever teaches me. That's enough.
3: Well, that's a rule that. That's what we're talking about. That's the exactly. rule you live by. That is a rule. I've found that that works, that if I want to love somebody else, if I want to love somebody else and I want to not hurt somebody else, then that all get, all begins with not hurting me and loving me. Because we say such things
1: to ourselves, sometimes out loud even when we're alone. You drop something and you go, oh, I'm such an idiot. Absolutely. Yes. Would you look at the yes, four-year-old child of your neighbor and say, oh, that's, you're an idiot. Absolutely. You know, You're, never saying do that. You're
3: saying it. You're saying it to
1: yourself. We're all one. You know, get in touch with your inner child. Therefore, don't, in, you know, don't offend your inner child. If you want to put it in that language, if you want to, you know, the the spirit of God is within you, so don't insult the spirit of God. I don't care what look what way looking at it helps you get it. But you just can't be mean to yourself. And, and absolutely. When I first realized how mean I've been to myself for how long, it, I wanted to be mean to myself about that. So you've got to watch that temptation. But, I mean, you know, Rick, things that I've said to myself over the years over oh, and over and over again.
3: My goodness, it's horrible. It's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. But, you know, hey, what I've been doing lately is I've got this thing going on now where I'm talking about the now Like, and I'm a very creative person. Rick, you're a very creative person. Gene, you're a very, we're all creative people. We are all the, everybody is creative. It's just that our creativity has been stifled by the, by the system in which we live. But in the now we are creators. I feel only in the now we are not creators in the past. We are not creators in the future. If, if I am happy right now talking to Eugene and you Rick and we're happy, we're creating a happy future right now. And so when I lay down at night to meditate or I meditate the 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 thing that of course you know, humility and and thankfulness because I feel that unless we're thankful, we don't receive. We have to be thankful in order to receive. Humility, thankfulness is there, but I also feel that that uh keep not hurting ourself right now at this moment is the best medicine for better health if when you're meditating like in our body is just our body is a universe in itself. we have little cells in our body who who, if we don't give them the love they need and the nourishment, the loving nourishment they need. They're going to be sick, and that's all part of hurting ourselves. So, so when we're in the now, have you ever tried that? Have you ever just sit there still and not try to be anxious about the future, and not try to think about the guilt and the problems, or even anything? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. When you do that, it's amazing how good how how the next day you just feel.
1: Wow, what a wonderful. Abraham talks about, uh, you know, Esther through Esther Hicks talks about. We we teach meditation because your vibration will just naturally rise. You're holding it down. It goes up exactly. all by itself if you quit messing with it. And um, and one of the way fastest ways to mess with your vibration is to be mean to yourself. And and I I I like to think of it like this almost. If you found out, if you met some. 12-year-old child, and you discovered through them telling you a story that they had been neglected and abused and were convinced of how worthless they were. Almost universally, you scoop them up into your arms and you hug them and you cry and you you entreat them to recognize how wonderful they are and that you love them. And Yes? Mm-hmm. And each and every one of us That, you know, maybe not my goddaughter Amy, who's in the other room listening, because she's young enough that she maybe hasn't beat herself up too badly yet. But many of us have been laboring under these misguided thoughts of ourselves for decades. Yeah?
3: Exactly.
1: And so imagine that 12-year-old has been laboring under those limitations that they've placed on themselves through their thoughts of being worthless for fifty years, how how much would you want to scoop them up and hug them then, and recognize that that's you? Because right,
3: exactly. Because exactly. we've
1: all labored under these kinds of thoughts of ourselves for many many years. You know, I mean, I drank myself to death over it.
3: Well, wow. yeah, no, and I know. Uh,
1: uh, fortunately, I only died for you know less than a minute or so, and was in the hospital when it happened. So I was over with very quick, and then I spent a little time in intensive care, and then here we go again. But but it it it, it is the same when you when you go to the Philippines and you meet these children and you go, how can they be so bright with all this that's on them? I just want to scoop them up. That's you.
3: That's not kids
1: in the Philippines. That's you.
3: It's you all over the world. And and it's amazing. It's and, amazing,
1: and you're yep. seeing that that they've had all of that, yet their light still shines. And so you want that magic because you've had all of that, and your light's getting a little tarnished.
3: That's okay. right. That's like our dear friend Eileen. She she taught she has taught me that so well. How how you know, in spite of all the things that people have gone through, they can still have that happiness. And uh no you know what i would love to see happen is th- this is what i call love education Rick exactly what you're saying love education to me is l- is learning rule number 1 and learning how to practice that uh, ha- learn that would be that would be your center for love education help people discover who they really are help people to love themselves I think it would be just amazing the the it would be amazing how we could change the world. And and maybe it's too late for some of us old folks, but but if we could help the younger generation to come up, then then I think in the future we could we could really make a difference in our world. Yeah, because what if the solution to
1: this energy problem is floating around in the mind of a fourteen year old? That thinks they're worthless, and so they don't ever speak their opinion.
3: See, well, we're the in
1: sol- tru- we're in trouble now. See, right. The and solution
3: to the I'm sorry. The yeah. solution to the energy problem, Rick, I believe is love. I well, believe love I, is. A- I, I agree,
1: but but there's physical representations of these things, whether they be wiring systems or wireless or whatever may be the physical manifestation of it, and that idea is gifted to someone. Oh, young yeah, into absolutely. this world, but if that someone is convinced that they're worthless and that their opinion does not count. Now, fortunately, these ideas get put into a lot of minds at once, and hopefully one of them gets through, but but I'm saying that, that that's the thing. We need to be sure that these 14-year-olds, you know, best advice I could give to a parent, your child gets born, you just look them square in the eye and go, listen, I'm going to screw you up. <laughs> I'm right. sorry, but there's just almost... It, I mean, you think you go into a party and you say something. There's 50 people there. You say something. There's somebody in there that runs to the bathroom and cries over it or something. You know what I mean? It just you almost can't help but offend somebody if there's enough people around. And now apply that to two and three and four year olds. So look, oh, absolutely. You know, child of mine, I'm I'm going to say sh- I'm going to screw you up, but I'm going to stand right here next to you and hold your hand until you until we get back into that spot of love every time, um, and and and. And I'm going to support you in being who you are and knowing who you are. And 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 because humans are
3: awesome. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, I have on my website, I put this up and I'm, I'm really seriously, this is a dream of mine. And it's called, uh, I put it up on my love education website uh, under purpose of the site and it's our goal. And it's uh, uh, an animation I did, but it's a little 3D drawing and it says, Center for Love Education and Constructive Creativity. To me that that would be because because the thing is with creativity and the system that we live in, creative people greed controls creative people, greedy people control creative people. Someone you in order to be in order they'll they'll see, oh that guy's really creative and then they right away buy him out or they, they take in and, and the creativity becomes a product and and but we are all creative there is not we are created in our our source's inner, image in God's image there is not a person alive today that doesn't have the potential to be very creative sure we all have our individual gifts but but everybody could discover their creativity would, oh, would yeah. you would oh, yeah. you agree with that? Oh yeah, and
2: absolutely, and we shouldn't limit our our definition of creativity. Absolutely. Why isn't the guy who who fixes my engine not creative? I mean, he yeah, okay, he fixes cars, but the, he has an understanding of of mechanics that I okay, I'm not. I'm just using this as an example because I actually went to school for mechanics. This is an unfair example, but that I, the average person, cannot fathom. That's that's an expression of creative energy. Um, the electrician who can do amazing things with electricity and bring me power to a house, that's an expression of creative energy. Um, the, all these things, we overlook them. And and they're in our day-to-day lives. I mean, yeah, you know what? Even the person who cleans cleans hotel rooms or the person who answers the phone at the front desk of a hotel or who serves you food at a restaurant, they have talents within them that are expressions of creative energy. And And there are people in the world who simply couldn't do that job because that particular creative energy is not – not part of their makeup and it's not their passion so I mean we have to give honor where honor is due too you know
3: that's right and you know and going back to applying things to ourself we can apply creativity to our own inner self because uh, because we are an, we are like a conglomeration of cells we are a living we're a living organism of cells and 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 our creativity also can apply to our own being, our own inner self. And um, uh, for instance, if someone comes up and says mean words to us, if we're, we can creatively change that or allow that not to hurt us. And maybe that's a poor example, but, but I, I believe that, that creativity also is applied to our own inner self as, and then it Go, it spreads out like a light. It just shines out like a light to everyone else. Because I mean, going back to Jesus, He said, "You are the light of the world." And and to be the light of the world, that begins inside you. Must
2: absolutely must absolutely. Where else okay. is it gonna start?
1: Well, yeah, where it's if it's not in you. Where are you gonna go? Exactly. <laughs> System busters. Who are you going to call? Oh, right, sorry. absolutely. Um, <laughs> that's belief, right. belief busters. Beliefs can be good things, but they can be bad things. Watch what you believe in. Watch what you're telling yourself, people. You know, I put are a you, thing I'm, up. Oh, oh, really? Go ahead, Rick. Just watch what you're telling yourself because you're listening. <laughs> it's best I, advice I could give. Be careful what you say to yourself because you're listening.
3: I put up on the web, on the Facebook these thoughts for the day, and I said something, and I, I I can't I'm trying to remember what it was, but it said, "It's easy to be misled by the beliefs of others, and it's easy to mislead others by what you believe." Mm. You understand what I'm what I'm saying? It's easy to absolutely
2: mislead, yes. yes,
3: and and it's easy to mislead others by what you believe. And it's easy to be misled by the beliefs of others. And and uh, I think that that's true. So, so we have to be careful that what we get off believing and everything, that we're actually not misleading someone with that. You know, we got to have that understanding that, look, I'm not trying to mislead you with this. I'm just trying to get the answers myself, you know. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I'm not so much the teacher; I'm the student over here. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So take it take it easy on me while I start while I keep looking. But you're welcome to look with me because you know it sounds like we're looking for the same thing. So you know. Yep. And and that's really kind of the way it is. You know. And and somebody posted not long ago on my timeline something about you know you taught me how you know, awesome I am and this and that and the other thing and I was just like all I did was point at your awesomeness.
3: Absolutely. Un- yep. Until
1: you saw it. Because we can all see how awesome you are. If you don't see it, it's not helping much.
3: Right. Speaking of awesome pe- <laughs> Speaking of awesome awesome people, I'd like to give you a little bit of update on what I'm doing with my dear friends in the Philippines with the Please and- do and,
1: and we need to get make sure we get all your websites and you know connected sure. with love and love education and all those good things.
3: For our podcast right.
1: listeners that may be away from the screen, where I've been putting links.
3: Sure. Uh huh. So, um, do you want to do that now, or do you need to take oh, yeah. a break? Or... Yeah. No, no. Okay, no, no we'll
2: have to do it now, because we're running low on time. So, we're going to have to do it now and wrap it up. And we're going to have to have you back again, because every time you're here, we run out of time.
1: Yeah, we didn't <laughs> even take a break, and we still ran out of time.
3: Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I go. When's a break coming up? When's a break coming up? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, we're going to get a break in a few minutes when we break until you come back next time.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, um, in the Philippines, in Negros, it's the island of Negros, um, there's a little town called San Carlos. And um, my my dear friend, who we have to have him on the show when they get their internet set up, uh, his name is Mick Feliciano and his partner, Kyle, uh, they are... They are making progress with the organic farming and the the uh tree planting. I think I explained to you before that they're they're doing a program where they plant geotagged trees so that the trees actually have a satellite tag on them. So anyone who donates money to those trees, they can see those trees via satellite or they can they can track them like you would track when you put a satellite. Tracking device. Oh, yeah, or anything.
1: And Google Earth. You can put coordinates and say, "Show me that." Right. Absolutely.
3: So, so they're working on that. But what was amazing was, and just to show you the connection of this, we had this idea. We we have a city. We we have a city that we want to call Fuente de Calla. and Calla is an ancient word that means life and breath and. Uh, it's it's actually derived from you notice it has the ya on the end of it and it's actually a, a very ancient word, so so I have a friend uh, that worked on hydrogen for years and I've worked with him he's been a client and a friend of mine, developing hydrogen alternative fuels hydrogen and we may I think I briefly mentioned that last time, so he's been he was working on a model community, for for living for sustainability. But I've taken the idea, he's since retired from that, but I've taken the idea uh, a step further with the, the people in the Philippines and saying, let's apply love to that. Let's apply love to sustainability. And imagine if love for the environment, love for each other, not hurting yourself, not hurting others, and we took that and we applied it to sustainability. They loved the idea and they took and they ran with it. So then we said, well, we, we're we're about love. Our little group here, we're about love and everything. So so let's use a heart shape. So we go, okay, great. So our first community that we're going to make, let's make a heart shaped organic farm in the middle, and plant heart shaped trees around it, and then around that we'll make our community, and then beyond that we'll do more trees. So it's it's like a it's like a, a, a so anyway, getting down to the point, the when we did that, and we did not know this, we did not know this, and we started getting with the government, getting with the mayors of the city, and getting with the landowners around there who were very willing to do, donate the land for this whole project, there was a lake, and we looked at that lake, and we thought, well, that's nice. We'll have a water source there and everything. And when we went back and looked at that lake on satellite, guess what the shape of that lake is? It's a heart. It's a heart-shaped lake.
2: That's and so awesome! Synchronicity that- never fails to amaze me. Uh-huh.
3: Synchronicity, and you know, in here we were, we were, I, you know, when I was thinking of a heart shape here, they were thinking. I, I do animation, so I their their mascot is a little bee that flies around because they're called the KBs, KBs. It's some long Filipino word. I can't pronounce it all, but we just call it KB. <laughs> so I put a heart, I put a heart shape on the bee. I put it on his breast. I put a little heart and he flies around. He flaps his wings because I do animation and stuff. You've seen me do the far and things like yeah. that. Okay. So, um, so Kyle, she was working on the design too. And, her bee looked just like my bee, and here we're thousands of miles apart. It just was it's just amazing, like you say, Jean, the synchronicity of it all and then to find a heart shaped lake, I mean, what is this all about? Where does this come from?
1: Is this divine? It's all about love,
2: of course, it's all about love, of course.
1: Is there any other answer for it? It's a quantum plan. Isn't it
2: cool, though?
1: From the divine. Isn't
2: it cool to witness it and to be part of it? I mean, I went through this in the writing of my first book, and I can't even count the little many miracles that I, you know, and I still, there's a whole huge other novel that I have to write about all these little many miracles that I witnessed in in the years following my first trip to the Philippines, because so it just didn't stop. It never stopped. They just kept coming, amazing.
3: and it was amazing.
2: It was it was just so much fun to see it is. this it's stuff all the time.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I'm like right there with. I mean, we we Skype and everything, and it's it's just it's just like amazing the connection. I I cannot describe how connected we are and how much how much we love each other. I, I just. I've I've never quite felt anything. I mean, I've I've been in the ministry for years, and I've seen lots of mini miracles and lots of things over the years. But this has to this has to be right up there with with a lot of them that I've seen. So it, it's pretty amazing.
1: Just awesome. Well, yep. here we are again, Gene.
3: Yes,
2: there's, and we have time. to share his websites. Um,
3: Sure, it's uh, it is uh, loveeducation dot org. That's the main one you want to see. The connectedwithlove dot uh, org is I, I haven't really done a lot with that, but there's a lot of good information on there uh, that people have posted. That's more of a social side where you can register. It's kind of like a Facebook clone, actually, but for love. But Love Education, org. that's where I'm doing my most writing, and that's where you can download uh, the brochures that I'm working on.
1: It's it's right there on the front page, the brochure you were talking about earlier. Just as soon as you get to Love Education, it's down sort of on the right. Exactly.
3: Click on it. Exactly. Exactly. So you can go there. You can take a look. Um, Please feel free to leave me a comment. Uh, in the Contact Me area, if you would like. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I If you, you have a different viewpoint that you'd like to share with me, I'm always open to suggestions. I'm also on Facebook. There's a, there's a Facebook logo there, and there's a blog logo there as well. You can go check that out. And um, uh, if you go on my Facebook page, you can find more about the Philippines, um, uh if you go to kaya city uh oh kaya project uh dot org we have a few things up there that we're working on for the philippines it's kaya is spelled c h a y a h uh project dot org so kaya has a has a c h at the beginning it's it's uh Pronounced with a ka sound, but it's but it's chayahproject.org. Uh, you can you can register there. That's going to be like a, a sort of a Facebook clone where we're going to work on our project together for 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 that project in the Philippines. And uh, and check out that book I mentioned, uh, Jesus uh, Before Christianity by Albert Nolan. Interesting book, Osho's book, The Mustard Seed, very interesting book. Uh, you might like to look at those as well.
1: Absolutely. I've put up a link for uh, uh, the uh, Nolan book in the uh, chat room, and I'll try to get links for both of them up on the show archive tonight uh, or tomorrow probably Um
2: and don't forget the Urantia book as well.
1: Right. Absolutely. Right, because you, there's a link there. You can read it. You can download it. You can. It's all free right there on the Internet. It's not, like you said, copyrighted or owned. or.
3: Absolutely. Or you can take exclusive. things out of it. Hey, Rick, and they have somebody did this, and I don't know who, but it took them a long time probably to do it because it is a huge, big, blue book. On that website, Urantia.org, you can download every single paper, which is there's like hundreds of them, like a couple couple hundred of them or something like that, uh, MP3s. So you can download them as podcasts. You can download them and put them in. I've downloaded them all, and, and when I'm too busy to read, I'll put them on and listen to some of them. Amazing information, especially about Jesus' life, because it gives you a whole different perspective of who the man really was I have no idea where all this comes from. Uh, it supposedly was channeled, but it's amazing.
2: Well, I'll Doesn't tell you what, Ron. I think I think it boils down to he just wanted people to know the truth, and he was kind of sick of, you know, sitting back and watching this.
3: Yes, machinery. This go
2: lie on. be told about who he was and what his life was, and and. You know, because it's a misrepresentation. It's a total, and it has been.
3: Big time.
2: I don't even, for so long, it's been a total misrepresentation of everything that he stood for, everything that he believed in, everything that he wanted to teach, the light that he wanted to bring. And I think that, you know, just like, if we can accept that he, the sons that God sent, his son to come down in physical form to represent him and to bring us and to teach us things. And why can we not accept the fact that, you know, a couple thousand years later, God has also sent messengers forward to, to renew those teachings and to refresh and you know, them. And to put
1: them in modern and, language. Right. And you it you has know, and to be done every so often because the words lose their meaning.
3: Absolutely. And another thing too, he, he showed us it. We can be just like them. We can get it straight from the source, yeah, people. Yeah. You don't have we to. We can. You, we can be just like them. We 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 can be sons and daughters of. We are. Of, it's of just real life. We, we are. Yeah. We are. And 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 you said
1: earlier when you were just a minute ago when you're talking about the Urantia book, you said I don't know where it comes from. Supposedly, we listen, people. Whether we have channels on people on that, uh, uh, like. Ron, we discussed Christianity with, and, um, oh, come on, your buddy in, uh, over in the UK, Jane, uh, David, David, yeah, that, you know, David Cole. David Cole with, uh, contemplative Christianity, uh, uh, we, Celtic
2: we, Christianity,
1: Celtic Christianity, but it's a, his book is about contemplative, uh, prayer, contemplative uh, Christianity, and, 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 yeah. um, but whoever we have on, and wh- wh- wherever they say they get the information from or don't say, it doesn't really matter where it comes from. You and your heart know. You know when you hear something and you think, that's absolutely. absolutely. And you also know when you hear something and it reaches inside you and resonates. You know what that feels like.
3: Absolutely. And
1: that's the feeling, people. It's, you know, I wish I could get guidance from my soul like these channels. You do. You do. When you hear have something, and you it. get that feeling inside yeah. that oh, I I hear you, man. That's true. That's that's it right there. That's your sign.
3: Absolutely, I agree with you a hundred percent. One other thing I wanted to share with you too is people go around saying, oh, you've got to have faith in God. You've got to have faith in God. And faith, faith is a to really know what faith really means. Faith is a two-way street. I call. I say faith is a two-way street and i ask people do you, you ask if, if i have faith in god but let me ask you this does god have faith in you yes he does you know if you tell yourself god has faith in me god knows i can do it god knows i can, god knows i have the potential to do anything god puts god puts a lot of faith in us and and and, and but the thing is is we have to we have to open ourselves up and and realize that and and God loves us but our test is this. Here's one last thing I want to say. How does God test us? Oh, He tests us with trials. He do throw a bad thing. He, God never tests us with trials. The way God tests us, He pours His love out on us so much. And His test, His litmus test, is to see if we're gonna. If we're going to accept that love, you know, that's how God tests us. That's what I feel anyway.
1: It's that whole and free will thing again.
2: What a fantastic yeah. way to end a show.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, appreciate y'all staying with us just a little over time tonight. Uh, so I'll try to make this brief. Next Tuesday, we have Christy Lynn Abram, also known as Christy Love, the Holistic Muse. And uh, then on Thursday next week, a week from tonight, we have Darius Garrett, one of the real-life uh, freedom writers. Uh, you may have seen the movie with Hillary Swank. He's he's one of the real ones. That the book you, see, you can find him. He's listed as an editor co-author of the book. Um, so we hope you'll join us for both those shows. They're going to be excellent. And uh, um, as always, until then
2: to yourselves, to our planet, and to each other. Stay connected.
1: Stay connected. connected. Good night, everybody. Thanks again, Ron.
3: Thank you.
1: We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection think you might miss an episode no problem subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection